0: Listening to Nocturne. I'm Vanessa Lowe. I'm just passing through dusk right now. My plan is when it gets good and dark and it's clearly nighttime, I'm going to make my way up to the woods and I'm going to take a forest path down to a little secluded bay beach here in Inverness near the Point Reyes National Seashore. I have never hiked alone at night before. My, my worst fears are actually coming across ill-intentioned people. I was telling this to a friend earlier today. Um, <laughs> and she mentioned mountain lions. And I was like, fuck. I didn't even think about mountain lions. So, uh, so I started thinking about mountain lions and I, I did my due diligence. I called the Point Reyes Park Ranger. And I asked her, I told her what I was going to do, and I said, what are my chances of being attacked by a mountain lion? She seemed reasonably sure that that was not going to happen. But if it did, um, she gave me some advice, which is also on the website for Point Reyes National Park. Get big, get loud, throw rocks nearer the mountain lion. And if that doesn't work, start throwing the rocks at the mountain lion So I'm sitting in this dark cabin. There's no electricity. There's no anything here. And uh, I'm going to pretty soon walk to my car and drive down to this deserted dead end where a path begins on a wooded, beautiful walk that I've taken many, many times during the day to a lovely secluded beach on Tamales Bay. But tonight I'm going to do it by myself in the dark, and uh, you'll be there with me, but not as much as I really need you to be. That's me a couple of months ago. If you've listened to early episodes of Nocturne, you might remember that I don't identify myself as a night owl, and I'm not naturally that comfortable at night. But I am curious about the hours of darkness, which is the reason I make this show. As I've been spending all this time thinking about the night, I've become more and more drawn to try to understand the heart of it or what seems elemental about it. And it felt important to do that alone because something about being with other people at night allows me to distract myself from having the entire experience of darkness, which includes fear and also the excitement that comes with pushing through fear. And I was pretty scared. And it's not just like the real things that could happen. Every horror movie that I've ever seen <laughs> is basically kind of passing through my mind. All the messages about the dark and supernatural things and danger and all the lifetime movies that I've seen, I'm not wearing high heels, so I'm not gonna be one of those women running away from some crazed psycho killer in high heels. But all those all those images, All those crazy stories are just lurking in my brain. I also am kind of excited about taking this walk at night. I don't know what I'm going to hear. I don't know what I'm going to see. I don't know if there's a full moon or no moon. If I'm going to see stars or if there's going to be fog or or what. They're beautiful things at night. But I have to, like, really force myself to think about those right now. Okay, I'm going to sign off for now. And next time you hear from me, I will be starting off on the trail, at night, through the woods. The drive from the cabin to the trail took about 10 minutes on a windy, two-lane road, with the bay on one side and dense trees on the other. I drove through the tiny little main street of Inverness, California, through a smattering of beach houses to a dead-end parking lot with no overhead lights. Just the wooded trail, about three feet wide, sloping downward into the darkness. It was really, really dark. Check. So I'm at the trailhead. I'm in my car. It's a beautiful night. There are stars in the sky. It's totally clear. Uh, My stomach is in knots. And I'm going, I'm saying to myself, like, why am I doing this? There's a reason that there are all these stories about the night. There are all sorts of dangers that the night holds that are the reason why we go into our warm houses at night and close the door and lock the door. I've never gone into the woods by myself at night. There's probably a really good reason for that. I feel scared. And it makes me kind of sad that I feel scared. I want to be strong. I want to feel unafraid fear is a valuable thing but in my mind there's a balance you want to honor and respect the darkness and the fear but not be taken over by fear that might not be warranted or that diminishes your full experience of life of the world all right enough chatter i'm gonna get out of the car I'm outside. I got my headlamp on. I have it set to dim, but I do have it on. I also have a stick in my hand, just in case. I borrowed my 9 year old stick. It's totally quiet. I can Mm -hmm. see my breath. (laughs) My mouth is pasty. I'm anxious, but I'm also excited. And I'm walking. off on the trail. I can still see my car but not for long. I'm walking at night in the woods. When I listen to this recording now, I vacillate between two completely opposite reactions. Part of me wants to smirk and even tease this woman who's freaking out in the woods. From where I'm sitting right now I'm thinking, what's so scary? And then the sounds remind me that I felt like I was walking into a dark liquid, and that the deeper into it I went, the more removed I felt from the familiar world around me. The farther I walked, the more alone and vulnerable I felt, and the more alien the place became. The feelings were confusing, because mostly I wasn't scared of anything in particular. Scanning around to see what might be around. Although I did wonder if there was something to be scared of. Looking back, it seems less like an exercise in walking through the dark woods alone, and more about walking through fear. Beautiful stars. It's totally quiet. There were no other cars in the parking lot, which, I gotta say, is a relief. I'm just, like, on this edge between total terror and awe. There's no moon. I feel like I'm either brave or fucking insane. I'm walking down this dirt path. There's oak trees all over the place and ferns. It's a windy path. It's not like a straight shot. It's going to zigzag like six or seven times. Oh. Yeah, it's beautiful, but it feels crazy. Everything in my body right now is telling me to turn around and go back to the car. And then I stop. And I look up. I'm turning my headlamp off And I see the stars This This moment is the standout moment for me I was completely alone Vulnerable, brave And defenseless In the middle of an isolated wooded path No light Enveloped in darkness This is what I came for It was fleeting I hear the lapping of the water against the beach in the distance, and I'm waiting to hear something breathing. (laughs) All right. I feel drawn on by hearing the water, because I know this walk. I've been on this walk many, many times. But it's utterly, completely different at night. like a little girl, like I'm gonna cry. And then I'm gonna make it down there, I'm gonna make it to this destination I've set for myself, and then I have to get all the way back. Jeez. I have this total lump in my throat. My heart is beating really fast. I'm trying hard not to be too scared. It feels like I should be quiet here because there's nobody else here and it's nighttime, but like, why do I feel compelled to be quiet? There's nobody around. There's no one that would come and help me if I needed help. And I don't know what kind of help I would need at night. I know this place, but I don't know it right now. It's beautiful. The sky is beautiful. I'm almost to the beach. Frogs. All right, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the eyes of an animal in the distance, and I don't know what animal it is. And it's in the direction that I'm going. How do I know, how do I know if this is a danger or just some wildlife? How do I know if i will be okay? I depend so much on this sense of safety of daylight. I feel so vulnerable right now. All right. As much as I would love, love, love the experience of going down to the water, I'm feeling like, feeling like I want to turn around and go back. The eyes are coming closer. I'm going back to the car. I don't know what this animal is. I'm gonna have a goal maybe of doing this again sometime in the future. I don't know what I saw. And I feel, I feel proud of myself that I'm out here at night. And I also feel feel scared. I had hoped that what it was going to be like was that I was going to sit down on the beach for 10 minutes and talk about how beautiful it was with my headlamp off to look at the sky and see the stars as I'm sitting by the bay. That's how I wanted this episode to go. I'm not going to do that this time this time I made it into the woods by myself at night my heart is pounding and if I think about it I know I'm fine I'm just psyching myself out I'm letting all my my biases and all my fears take over I feel like I tried to penetrate into the night and I got a little ways in, but I couldn't go in as far as I wanted to. I had a place where I just had to go. That's my edge. That's a membrane that (laughs) I'm not gonna cross. And I feel like a lame scaredy cat right now. (laughs) Being pretty hard on myself, I know. I'm almost at the parking lot and I'm going to be really grateful for my little metal box of a car. Something happened when I got to the swamp with the frogs right before the beach when I saw those eyes. When I turned around to head back to the car, it's like the act of turning around sent my body a message that I was in retreat and I must be in retreat for some good reason, so start sweating and hyperventilating. My logical brain was there somewhere, but I couldn't locate it in the darkness. I see the car. I wish I could have gone all the way. 99% sure what I saw Was the eye of a deer That's most likely what would be down there the little little eye that I saw in the distance coming towards me I'm a grown woman. I just walked like 10 minutes by myself into the dark woods I had a destination I didn't get there. I got somewhere though. I pushed somewhere into my fear. I can feel it in my body. That was some powerful darkness. There's this real sense of having failed and of having let myself down. My fear got in the way of my being able to sit on the beach by myself at night and look at the stars. But you know what? Maybe I don't need to sit on the beach at night by myself looking at the stars. Maybe I can go there with a friend or with my husband. I just, I can feel the tingling in my chest, in my arms, in my stomach, from that adrenaline that I felt. But I don't know how much of that reaction is to something real primal, useful fear, and how much is just all the stories. All the judgment about the night. And all the unknown about the night. I went back and forth like this for a while, trying to figure out, am I a tremendous wimp, or did I just do something reckless and foolish? That, in and of itself, was an interesting experience. Usually that's not a hard question to answer, so... Why was it in this case? When I got back to the cabin, I felt very alive. And instead of being freaked out by every noise I heard that night, all I had to do was think of how I felt halfway down the path to the beach, as though submerged in darkness. I slept really well that night. The next morning, I decided to stop by the ranger station to see if the ranger was there who'd reassured me about mountain lions. She wasn't, but her boss, John DeLosa, was. I asked him what he thought about my night walk.
1: Yeah, um, there's always something to be, you know, very cautious about. Uh, we never suggest that anyone should go walking alone, um, and not to have double standards, but you know, for a woman to go walking alone at night, it just kind of you're kind of setting things up. Um, I think women, you know, should be careful. Uh, should hike in pairs or in groups, even from the simple perspective of. If you are out there walking alone, cell reception can be non-existent in many areas of the seashore if you're in a forested trail, for example. Um, and what if you fall and hurt your ankle and you can't really get up and hike out?
0: Interestingly, this is one of the only scenarios I didn't think to worry about.
1: There's so many factors out there that could be you know, at issue here. And... I mean if you really want to go worst case scenario, you know, is there someone out there or or some animal out there that could potentially hurt somebody who's hiking alone?
0: I asked John how many worst case scenarios he could remember, thinking that might help me determine if I had been brave or really stupid.
1: I'm thinking really hard and, and I'm nothing's really coming to mind, honestly. Finally,
0: I asked John if he's hiked at night.
1: I have, yeah. And you know, sometimes you can creep yourself out. Honestly, that does happen. I think you just need to be relatively cautious. And and again, there's there's not always a good reason to go out there on your own. I mean, if you need to get some peace in mind, um, you know, why do you have to do it at nighttime? Why couldn't it be during the day? Uh, there's a lot of different issues that, uh, involved here.
0: Wow. It was good to hear a male park ranger talk about getting creeped out alone at night in the woods. But I couldn't totally tell how much of what he was saying had to do with some fatherly park ranger protective thing. So I asked a couple of girlfriends who I had told about my plans before I did my night walk. Susie had been my safety net. I called her right before I went and asked her to call in the cavalry if I didn't text her in a couple of hours. Yeah, my mom taught me well.
2: And I was thinking, why? (laughs) Why? because it's a pretty remote area and it's probably something I wouldn't do. So I guess I was saying, what if something does happen and I'm 45 miles away? What can I do to help? My main fear is animals more than people. You don't know what's out there. And even if you have a flashlight, you're only illuminating like a few feet in front of you. So something could creep up on you from behind. So I was a little nervous for you. It's just one of those things like, it's probably a fear that we might have, but I I uh, probably wouldn't, wouldn't cross my mind to want to face that fear. Next, I talked to Jenny. I feel like it's an amazing thing to do and it's a really scary thing to do and I was scared for you because if you were super unlucky, something really bad could happen. But only if you were super unlucky. It was really, its like 99 out of 100 times it's going to be amazing because you're going to be enveloped, you're going to be immersed in darkness, in a way that feels kind of naked. You know, like you could be naked walking through the dark, and it's kind of cool. But should that one percent of the thing happens, it's like that—that that maternal instinct. is like, no, Vanessa, don't get hurt. Whatever you do, don't do not get hurt. So I know from walking in the dark that there's a certain sweet spot between being too relaxed and being too vigilant. And one of the things that can happen is you can have an intrusive thought and the thought can be, oh, someone's stalking me. Or what if someone was stalking me? And that intrusive thought can be, I never know what the reality factor is. I never know how much truth value is in that kind of thought. But the thought that there might be some truth value in that thought is enough to really screw me over. And sometimes I've really um, berated myself for believing in that thought at all, and other times I've had a lot of compassion because I've seen too many scary movies where there was somebody in the house, or there was somebody stalking the woman, and then you, but where's the music? Where's the scary music? You know, that cues the fact that you're right. There is someone stalking you. You don't know. You could have no other cues. Just the thought that came into your mind. So what I really wanted to say was, do it, and follow your gut instinct. If something scares you, get the hell out of there. Just do it, because I don't want to read about you in the paper. (laughs) That's a terrible thing to say. Sorry.
0: (laughs) It seems I wasn't alone in my ambivalence, and in my confusion about how dangerous the night really is. I know that part of what happens at night is there are simply fewer people out, And so there's less of the security that comes from having others around for help. And of course, that can be a very real risk in a high-crime area. But I can't help thinking that the night gets a bad rap. Is it really more dangerous for me to go into the woods at night than during the day? And if so, does this hold for men and women? How much of my fear has to do with being told my whole life that the best way to protect myself as a woman is to be vigilant, to think of every potential danger, and to guard against it? The biggest questions though that my walk raised are what am I really scared of? And is giving into those fears worth the price of missing out on time alone in the dark world? I'm Vanessa Lowe. Nocturne is produced by me and was created by myself and Kent Sparling who also composed the theme music. You can find more information and hear past episodes at nocturnepodcast.org. Also, you can't tell by listening, but each episode of Nocturne has its own beautiful original artwork created by the amazing Robin Galante. You can see them all on the website. Let us know your thoughts about fear and nighttime or anything else at hello at nocturnepodcast.org. We're on Twitter at Nocturne Podcast and Facebook too. Nocturne is thrilled to be a member of The Herd, a truly independent podcast collective. One of the shows you should check out is Arrivals. Arrivals explores stories of migration, transformation, and change. And we get there at night, so I can't see it, because I think if my parents would have seen it during the day, too, I mean, there's barbed wire literally all around it. That would alarm me. If I were a parent and I were going to leave my child somewhere, why would you need barbed wire to keep them? For more information about arrivals and the herd, go to theherdradio.com. That's H-E-A-R-D. Thanks for listening.